0: Hey everyone, it's Jess with my co-host Craig, and we're here with a special request for the Any Voting, which has opened up.
1: Yeah, good strong hands. My little game about uh, saving your fantastical world is nominated this year for Best Family Game Slash Product and Best Rules. And voting is a big deal because this is sort of a people's choice awards thing. And it's the, my games, not only up against really good games, it's games that have devoted fan bases. So I'm asking all of you to pop out and vote, um, go Google up Annie's voting. That's and as in Nancy. And, uh, there'll also be a link in the notes here with this little uh, episode and, um, vote. You only have to vote in the categories that you want to. It's very quick. Uh, if you're just going to vote in a few categories and we really need uh, the votes if we're going to have a chance at um, taking on some very tough competition. So please do that. Thank you very much.
0: And on to the episode. Fingers crossed. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to RPG r and I am one of your hosts, Jess Geyer. I'm one half of Wannabe Games, and I make tabletop role-playing games. And I am here with my co-host, Craig Campbell. Hi, Craig.
1: Hi, Jess. I am Craig Campbell. I am the owner of Nerdburger Games, and I make games, too. And I publish them, and I go to conventions sometimes um, as a part of that. And get ready for our convention talk extravaganza here with Matthew
2: or. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, Matthew Orr. uh, Hello, Jess. Hello, Craig. Uh, I'm one half of Wet Ink Games. And yeah, uh, Origins was just a couple weeks ago, and uh, my brain is very full of uh, con stuff, so uh, I want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I'm very jealous of everyone who got to go to Origins. It's my favorite convention, and Hmm. it was held during the school year. It has been... (laughs) Not only the pandemic, which has obviously thrown a wrench in everything convention related, but they've rescheduled like every convention during the school year in the last year, and then Origins. And Gen Con is the first one that isn't during the school year. And I'm very excited that I get to go. Very, very looking forward to it. So my mind is on August. But yeah, Craig, we are we're talking about conventions. We're not just we're not just mentioning this. We're we're going we're gonna to talk about it as our topics today. You want to get us started?
1: Um, yeah, we're going to start talking about getting the most out of your uh, convention attendance as an attendee, just kind of in general. We'll get to designer publisher kind of stuff later. And we have also on a previous episode talked about running games at a convention, being a GM at a convention. And that was in episode 25. You can go back and listen to that if you want to get into all that. So we're not going to so much talk about the GMing at convention. This is a little departure we're going to talk about just in general, attending a convention.
0: Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of experience doing this. Um, I'm I'm sorry. My dog is now trying to get my attention, so I am trying to make sure he doesn't accidentally close this soup. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I I jinxed it. I before we started recording, I remarked on how uh, laid back your pupper was, and now uh, I'm sorry, Jess. <laughs> okay.
0: So the first thing you have to do when you're getting ready to go to a convention is you had to get a dog sitter. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, it is. It is a little late to be. Starting your prep, I think, for a Gen Con, unless you already live in Indiana or are like super close to drive, because it's it's in a month. That's not well, by the time this episode comes out, it's very less than a month. And that's not a lot of time to prepare for a big convention for a smaller convention for sure. You can like you can just make a last minute decision to go. But for Gen Con, if you have to stay in from out of town it's going to be so hard to find hotels. It's going to be um, sometimes there might not even be tickets left for these conventions
1: or event tickets to the events that you want exactly. to go to. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, definitely planning well in advance. plan plan in advance commensurately with the size of the convention. The bigger the convention, the further in advance you have to plan for it,
0: yeah. yeah. And it there is a lot that goes into it. I was shocked when, my first ever Gen Con and my first ever gaming convention was Gen Con in 20, 2009. And we started preparing for it in December, the previous year, we were like, we were like, so stoked to go. It was like our, our first big friends trip that was going to happen. It was, it was the, it was after the senior year of some of my friends and like we had to book our hotel room and we were deciding all the games we wanted to, and I still didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't buy tickets for any games. And by the time I figured out, that was a thing. It was too late, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. I have though. I have last minute gen con plan before where I, I found someone who was looking for a roommate for their hotel room and I took it cause it was really cheap. And I was like, well, I guess I can go now next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: I I actually, I made some notes and planning was definitely on my list and, but I, I put a little parenthesis after it, which was like, if you're that sort of person, like some people, the planning stresses them out and they like, don't want to do that. And they're just like, well, I'll just go up on, I'll get a one day ticket. I'll go up, I'll look around see what happens. And then I'll leave. And like, and, and that's, and have a great time being a one day attendee and not planning anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't don't flagellate yourself with the planning if you're willing to just kind of wing it and see what happens because there certainly is that possibility as well
0: oh yeah i've had a lot of fun just winging it
1: and the bigger the con the more the more options there are for just winging it the more the more different things Mm -hmm. that are going on that they've either got more than enough events so they've got open spots or or they've got a lot of events that don't that don't involve signing up that you can just go to. They've got little demo things that you can go and do. Like, yeah, like, I think it's a a good point. Like when you're thinking about planning versus not planning how far in advance and just making the comment about not knowing about event tickets is Mm. to, again, if if you're going to plan um, in this way is find out how the convention functions. Different conventions Mm -hmm. at different sizes work different ways. And there's not really a hard and fast rule based on the size of the convention. Gen Con is heavily structured, but has a lot of stuff that you can just roll up and do. So there's a lot of things that you can specifically sign up for. I want to play this game. That's only they've only got it happening like 10 times all convention. You got to get a ticket for that. Probably if it, you know, that, that may sell out other things you'd be able to just roll up into the board game hall and play one of those giant board games that they've got on the floor. They just take people as they come. But like there's some conventions, PAX Unplugged, they don't do ticket sales. You show up and you stand in a line or you go to where the things are going on and they just cycle people in. So you have to kind of plan like, okay, at that convention, some of my time is going to be spent potentially waiting for things. And that goes into how you plan for the convention too. If you're going to be standing around, you want, you know, like you think even more about your shoes and socks and whether or not you have snacks or water with you because you're not going to be seated as much and yeah, find out how the convention
2: functions. Well, and I think part of that too, planning like knowing the convention ahead of time, right. Is because there's some conventions are very heavily event-based play games based, and some have a huge dealer hall experience and some have both. And so are you going there to shop? Are you going there to play games? Are you just want to be in a giant room with a bunch of other nerds and hang out with your friends that you haven't seen in two years because it's been a pandemic on, or three years now? Like all of these are viable options, but it depends on the con. Like typically the larger cons have a bigger event or not a, a bigger vendor hall or exhibitor hall. And the smaller cons may not, they may have like three exhibitors, you know? And if you've got, games if you've got that board game and those two role-playing games there's nothing to buy it's just there to play games but again knowing that in advance and knowing what kind of con it is and what how you want to do will help you uh, you know know what to expect set, set your expectations you know because i mean gen con has an enormous exhibitor hall with like 24 rows of booths and it takes up half of the indiana convention center and it's huge and you can't cover it all in reasonably all in one day it takes right. like two days just to go through all 24 rows if that's a goal of yours but you know the exhibit hall at i don't know something like i'm also i'm planning to go to later this year to granite state comic-con and they have like a row they have like they, will, they have one row there will be one row of vendors at that place because it's mostly people playing games so I don't
0: yeah know. no and, and there is a correlation between these two like the the cost of a ticket for Gen Con is, uh, it's a pretty significant amount, but if you're going to a smaller convention, like if you're going to Yukon in Ypsilanti, Michigan, it's like $20, $20 for a ticket, not even, I don't think, and there might not be, and that's for the weekend, there might not be something for you to do all the time, but you're not sinking so much money into it for this big entertaining experience. I've personally found that the ticket prices really do correspond to the amount of time you can expect to be entertained constantly, and the, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't have to worry about like, oh, I paid ten dollars to go to this convention, and I found out, and I found out it's not really for me. You only spent ten dollars. Yeah, 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 that's not a big deal. And then maybe you spend more money so you can buy the tickets to play the games, and then you're just adding that 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 uh the entertainment value. I think is very reasonable for. For conventions, I think that, like for me, part of the experience of going to a bigger gaming convention, like like Gen Con, especially like the big gaming convention, is that I can walk through all of those booths. I can see the cool stuff people are selling, the games that they're selling. People are handing you free stuff all the time, which I personally love. It's like a smorgasbord. I'm like the rat from Charlotte's Web. <laughs> and like just Templeton. Yes, I am Templeton the Rat and I am just living my best life out there. And and you get free bags and you should have a backpack anyway though, because those free bags aren't ready to carry stuff in. But <laughs> you can get all this cool stuff. And while you're walking through, like you could that could just be your entire convention experience. Absolutely. Like, you don't have to go play games with strangers you can go buy stuff you can you don't even have to go buy stuff it's like walking around in a really cool flea market with <laughs> it's it's just a really really fun but i also like going to smaller conventions and and when i'm going there like like matt said it's you're you're there to play some games probably some games you've never played before or that are hard to get a gaming group together for and even if you don't know what you want to play at those smaller conventions the great thing is Usually the tables aren't full and you can buy a generic ticket and sit in on the games. That can sometimes be true for a bigger convention, especially the past couple of years. Those tables have not filled up. I don't think that that's going to be true next year, but I think it will be true this year.
1: Yeah, And it's and it's going to depend on the game and the, game um, too. And, and the day. Mm-hmm. Saturday is going to fill up. Because that's the day that more people go, so probably events are going to be fill up filled up more often. If you're going to be time. doing a, a long convention, a long convention Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of convention, mm-hmm. Thursday and Friday might be better days to just play it by ear and just find stuff where there's where there's spots open. You've got generic tickets, or if they just have a you know first come first serve kind of thing, you can roll in and just try out something.
0: So, how do you know? How do you know what you want to? What should you do if this is your first time ever going to convention? How do you know what's available? <laughs> the internet.
1: <laughs> yeah, to the internet. <laughs> Generally speaking, if there's if there's signups, there's going to be a way for you to do that via the internet. Yeah, I don't think there's really any such thing as ordering a program and sending in some sort of form um, that there once was for some. Yeah, not these days. But but that's. But that's also knowing like when is, when do events become available to view and when do they start registration? And, you know, like, so, cause some things are going to fill up. And you, so again, planning in advance, like for Gen Con events opened, what
2: beginning of May? I think it was May. Yeah. So like, yeah. And I, you're, I, so you're
1: registering for events. tickets are
2: already sold, like to Gen Con events, like, yeah, or they've been on sale for yeah. two months.
1: And everything becomes, everything becomes available to view like a month or so before that. And then they kick off like actual signups in May and the convention beginning of May and the convention's in the beginning of August. That tells you something about the convention. And you know, yeah. again, and planning and Con,
2: it, knowing- it's the one coming up. So yep. we're talking about it, but it's also like the biggest one. And it's, I mean, other than Essen in Europe, uh, but it's the biggest one in North America and it's also the oldest one. I mean it's like 55 years old, 53 years old or something like that. it's like,
1: a, like, it's like 733 years old. I mean, it's been around 733
2: there. right. It's yeah. been, it was it was <laughs> it was it started before Rome fell. But the point is is that they've got a system down. Like they've got like I mean the first emails go out from Gencon, in january and they're like okay this is the start of our planning cycle and like they plan for eight months to have the convention and because they've been doing it for so long and they've got like they've got a depth of like a team of people to do it they've got like uh, all that infrastructure on the web they've got an app that you can download through the app like i'm saying this in comparison to some other conventions which haven't been as around as long have not they're not organized as well because they haven't been as a, they haven't been around as long. And you know, it, it's it, and that's no slam on them necessarily, but like Gen Con is very well organized and it is the outlier in that respect with having the 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 games become viewable mid-April because they've been registered starting in February and then they you can view them in April and start buying tickets in May and then you know it's it's very well organized uh, but they've been at it for since charlemagne game <laughs> but right but no know that like
1: with the smaller convention that may not be as well organized they might be doing everything a little closer to convention time and sure. the, the 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 interface for for doing the thing might not be as clean it might take a little bit of work on your part to kind of figure out how it's all put together and how to sign up for stuff um, kind of like booking a flight on spirit airlines where you kind of like, it, it. they don't book, they don't do it the same way as all the other airlines.
2: <laughs> or, or I mean, anything, anything at scale is, you know, if yeah. you've got, if you're, if you're a big enough company that you have people to, you can have like a marketing team or you can have like a back office where you've got like people writing code for your company. Like, of course it's going to be better organized than like, I've this con I'm putting together at my local hotel and I have a clipboard that has three spreadsheets on it. And I'm going to check <laughs> off some names and numbers when you walk in the lobby, like it, it scale. It's all about scale.
0: I, I think because there is so much stuff to do. Like if you're going to Gen Con, it's your first ever convention. You're very excited, mm-hmm. whatever you're, if, there's a lot of stuff to do when you are going through all of these things, starting in January, you're looking at events, starting to roll by that. Instinct might be to pack your schedule full of stuff to do, which I personally don't think is a great idea. You have to give yourself some downtime, number one, so you can just kind of explore. You're gonna find some stuff that you didn't know you like. You might make friends. You might get really really tired and want to go take a nap. I, it, and you're not gonna see everything you want to see. There are going to be not a Gen Con. Yeah, there are gonna be things that you're gonna miss out on, and that's it sucks. Like no one likes FOMO, but everyone is not going to see everything that they want
2: it, embrace the other FOMO the fun of missing out like no I'm not interested in cosplay so I'm not going to go to any of those events done don't you have to look at that category or whatever it is that you're not interested in like you're just like great takes takes time off my brain takes takes a psych processing cycles off my brain to not think about the things that I'm not interested in even though yeah. I know they're going on I'm fine I'm not. I, I, you know and you can shift that focus from year to year or whatever but like Yeah, you can't do everything. You can't do everything. Even at a medium-sized con, like, Hmm. uh, you know, Pax Plugged or something like that. It's just, there's still too much. There's still too much.
0: Unless you get a time turner and you're (laughs) you had get a little time machine going and you can maybe figure it out there.
2: I mean, you mentioned taking some downtime and that was actually my number one thing on my how to make a successful con list was get some sleep. Mm -hmm. Like you have to, if you're staying like, out of the convention hall and you have to like commute to via your car or like a a bus ride share situation or whatever, your friend's place on the other side of town, you'll probably do that and end up getting some sleep. But if you're like within walking distance of the convention hall, which I recommend because Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to get there in the morning, it's also the temptation to not ever leave the convention hall and then, you know, or to schedule your events like, oh, I can do that until 10 o'clock. And then at 10, I can go uh, see my friend in the lobby of this hotel. And like, oh, like a game is starting, but it's 1.30. Like, but I haven't played that game yet. And I want to. And like, then you're not going to bed until 4am. And you can do that a little bit. But if you do that every day, you'll, you will deplete your resources and you'll have less and less fun each day that it goes by. So. And
1: you, you know how much sleep you need. Everybody knows
2: like how they,
1: how they function when they don't get enough sleep, how they function when they get enough. And there is a certain amount of adrenaline and excitement rush Mm -hmm. that will keep you going, but that isn't going to cover everything. If you're used to getting eight hours and you get three, three nights (laughs) in a row, you are going to be screwed on that final day. And uh, there's a number of things that play into that. You're going to be tired. It's going to be harder for you to drag your butt to those things on those last couple of days. Um, You're going to, you might find yourself like needing to sleep in, needing to miss out on stuff that you really didn't want to, that you were excited about, but you just can't make it to. You're also going to affect your body and you're going to, you're going to feel worse in general. You're going to come off the convention feeling depleted and you might depress your immune system and get the dreaded con crud. So even without... COVID issues. Yeah, and even COVID. without everything that we're with masks and, and, and vaccinations and hand sanitizer and everything, I will, I will point out one thing that came out of um, my convention experiences while wearing masks is I haven't had a single case of concrud in any of my conventions. I've gone to since I started going back to them because I've been wearing masks and hand sanitizing like crazy. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and, and, and getting sleep and, and not depressing my my physical system to the point that it's going to suddenly become susceptible to something. If you don't know what concred is, it's basically a myriad of little bad feeling things in your body, because you've been exposed to
2: every germ that every person
1: has, you catch like a little bit of everything that anybody has.
2: You catch 35,000 different colds at the same time.
0: Right. Because there are
2: 35,000 people there.
0: It's because you're around all those people. I'm, I, I'm a teacher so <laughs> before before the covid pandemic and people were in masks all the time I was exposed to a lot of viruses and, and bacterium all all over this, all over the place so I'm I'm used to being around people and having sometimes seventh graders accidentally sneeze on me uh, and I feel like that has you know the more you're exposed to people the less likely you are to get sick from them every time you're exposed to them. But if you have been, and we don't need to like talk about the, the ethics of going to conventions right now, that is beyond the scale that I want to talk about. But if you have been in your house for the last Ooh, two and a half yeah. years, you have not had a lot of exposure. You've been work from home. You've been wearing a mask when you go out to the grocery store going to the convention is not the time to stop, to start changing those habits and take off the mask. Cause then you are going, even if you don't yeah. get COVID, you're going to get sick. Cause that's you're just how your sick. immune system is going to work. Keep being safe. And even when we don't have a pandemic for the, for the love, uh, for the love of crud, use hand sanitizer <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. Especially,
2: like, I mean, the hand sanitizer is there, but, but even it's, it's easy enough. It's, it's accessible. Uh, yeah. but, especially like wash your hands before you eat anything or what a, a similarly helpful technique is just don't touch your food. Like if you're eating a sandwich, don't touch it, wrap it in, pick it up from the wrapper and just don't touch it because you know, that, that interface is a, is a an easy way to get those germs in your body. If you're like, I didn't wash my hands. I shook 75 hands today. And then I ate my sandwich and now I'm sick. Like, you know, just, just don't touch your food. Yeah. Use a fork, just keep it right in the bag. As you eat it, <laughs> it it'll be, it'll be easier. Uh, or take the time to go wash your hands, it, both. And do both. In fact, do both of those things. Wash your <laughs> hands twice a day. Even if you don't, Feel you need to. Just should, go wash your hands.
0: should wash your hands anytime you come across hand sanitizer or a bathroom. Anytime you have the opportunity, you should wash your hands. Right. I think that's just good hygiene. Especially
2: since COVID, a lot of the conventions have, they put sanitizers at like every crossing point of every aisle. Like they're just, every door has the little stands because those are like just part of the world we live in right now. Just stick your hand out. it squeezes. it's automatically right into your hand, rub it down, yeah. you know. It's
0: I I think like like you and Craig were saying too making sure you do get that rest time, that downtime. It's going to help you anyway, you're going to feel better. And don't only eat junk food. Uh I mm. when I took Alex to GenCon for the first time, we only ate junk for like the first couple days and we we tend to eat pretty healthful meals that are well-balanced and we felt, and then also guess, we were, guess we were you felt crappy
1: at the end of the convention.
0: Well, in the middle of the convention, cause we've uh, also been drinking. We'd have been staying up late and we, yeah. we, we both, yeah. you know, yeah. run on little sleep um, in, in real reality anyway. So we're used to that, but then paired with not eating well and running around at a convention, We just like felt so bad. So we went to Whole Foods and we ate a salad and just like, it was like watering a plant for me. I felt like I, Uh like I just, I mm, I ate a vegetable. I was ready to go.
2: (laughs) I completely understand this experience. Yeah, It's exactly the same. I'm sorry, Craig.
1: That's okay. If your sleep is, is like, maybe you're not getting quite enough sleep, a little less sleep than you normal do is like, Take a break here and there during the day. Find if you get if you can, if you can research it beforehand, do it. Cause sometimes you can figure it out from people's experience or from looking at maps, you know, convention maps on the website. Or, you know, early in the convention, like when Jess said, take a time to explore, walk around the place. You'll find the quiet spots. You'll find the spots where there's usually seating open. You'll find like some bigger conventions have sensory rooms where they 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 put up sound baffles and they keep the lights low, where you can go in and just kind of get away especially if you are not neurotypical and these things can kind of wear on you over the course of the day get in there and find you know some some time to step away from it i've found you know certain spots at different conventions that just tend to work out nicely for for what i'm looking for for a place to just kind of sit down in a comfortable seat in a place that's relatively quiet i can go there and with a friend or two and have a conversation and not have to be talking loudly in order to talk over the, the din of activity around mm-hmm. me and and plan for time to do that and plan to find those places. And just quick, well, before I forget about it too, thinking back to some of the things that you said about like, you know, like if you're going to hit the dealer hall a bunch, you know, have a way to carry stuff and Plan a little bit for like, when's going to be the day that you're going to be loaded down with a bunch of stuff. Um, I know people that have made the mistake of going to Gen Con or another convention with a big dealer hall, and they go and they buy multiple things each day, and then they spend the entire day lugging around a big backpack. Now, if you... Or in a hotel that's right there at the convention center, or you're very nearby that you can make a quick walk. Like you can, you can make your purchases, have that bunch of stuff, and you don't necessarily have to carry it around with you all day. Or you do it all on one day. Maybe you run it up to your room, or you run it to the hotel that's three blocks away, um, and that's your chance again, also to kind of get away from some of what's going on. You can you can incorporate these things. You, these things can overlap with each other, and you can accomplish some of them together.
0: It is also fun yeah. if you can bring a friend with you if you can go not solo some people will like to go to conventions mm. so I've I've gone to plenty with just myself but I've always had more fun if I have a buddy to um to talk to to play games with uh because the con overwhelm can get me I I'm, I'm pretty introverted, but I, I am also, I love people. I'm, you know, you can't really categorize people into two boxes like that, but it helps for me to just have someone who I can chill with and not have to always be talking to strangers the entire time, which can be very overwhelming for me. My battery depletes real fast that way.
1: And when you want to take that break, when you want to take that break, you've got somebody to talk to. So you're not just sitting there bored. Like you've got, you can still, you can still sit there and you can talk about what's coming up or what you just saw, or you got a buddy.
2: <laughs> and I think this is sort of maybe I I don't know if we're, I, I'm not watching the time here. I don't know if this is the tra- transition point oh, or not, yeah, we like, should probably. I <laughs> highly recommend like, and, and make it structured. Like everything, like what you both just said, like, go to dinner, plan, like, we're going to, the dealer halls usually close at about six. That's a great time to like make that transition. Like you meet up with some people and you go to dinner and like go three blocks away to a restaurant and sit down and spend like two hours talking to people that are already your friends, or maybe you just met them, or maybe it's a mix of people, but it's only six people instead of 35,000 60, people. 60,000. Yeah. <laughs> you get your food, you get your sit down, you get your decompression time. And then maybe you've got a game at eight that you're going to go back to the convention hall for, but like taking that time at the end of the day to kind of process what you've experienced or not even necessarily the end of the day. Cause yeah, you might play games until 2am, but like that dedicated time when you get to have that sort of break, you get your food, you get your water, you have your friends, you're talking about what a good day it was, what's coming up tomorrow, all that stuff. Like just, just go to dinner, go to dinner every night with somebody different. Because there's a million there's not a million there's thirty five thousand 000 to 75 000 there's there's a lot of people there you can go to dinner with a lot of different people but just go to dinner mm-hmm. and make it a thing to do it's it's great
0: yeah socializing and that uh matt you you are right to say that we should transition to our second health which is talking about making the most out of, out of your convention as a designer and at the beginning before we started recording matt you mentioned that um some of these tips are maybe a little bit different um, although I think that there is a great overlap if you're a designer and a publisher uh, for many of us that's the same thing and going out with other people and networking is the best I mean Matt last time we were yeah. at a convention together we all hung out we had dinner it was a really fun time those were my favorite yeah parts of the convention so yeah.
2: it's it's great to go especially as someone who's and like, it's so weird, I've only gone, a lot of the advice about congoing is sort of like, I've learned it through osmosis, but like I've only pretty much ever gone to conventions as someone who had product to sell. Like I was, I've been hawking my wares at conventions is pretty much the only time I've gone to conventions. So like, yeah, when the dealer hall closes, like my work for the day is done. And then yeah, I go to dinner <laughs> with the people who I'm at the table with who i've been talking to all day or like uh, you know like i can't believe you had such a good day like those three people they bought your everything at your table you know like and (laughs) or you you have like somebody who you've been in communication with who's like hey we should hey are you going to be at the con we should go to dinner some night and like (laughs) yeah you go to dinner and then matt wouldn't be talking about
1: our conversation this past week about grabbing dinner at gen
2: con you wouldn't be talking about that at all would you well, no i mean that's <laughs> i mean no yes and no right i mean yes. <laughs> are, you have we've done that we've talked about how we we're gonna try to go to dinner but i mean i've had it i've had yeah. packs unplugged last year i had a business dinner like four nights out of the four night it was like four out of four it was like we're gonna go to dinner on the first night after setup with these people and talk about this specific business thing. Also, we're gonna eat delicious food and have a good time, but we've got these business items to talk about. The next night, we're going to a different restaurant with different people to talk about different business stuff. And then the next night, we're gonna to go to a different restaurant and talk to different people about different business stuff. And like, we did that every night. My business partner and I had a schedule, like we had a lot of business meetings to have and you gotta eat dinner every night. Well, you don't have to eat dinner every night, but like, I please, recommend it that do. you eat dinner every night <laughs> and you they've been working the booth all day at their booth or they've been playing their games they've been demoing their stuff and then you've been working all day selling your games and then you go to dinner together and you talk about what's coming like hey what are we going to do next like this project what are the terms of the contract what are the terms of the thing what's the high level pitch for this game yeah we can work on that or not you know like it's 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 networking it's businessing it's it's yeah do it because you can't you can't you can't have well, I mean, unless you have a, again, unless you have a staff that's running your booth for you, you can't do that during the convention. So it mm-hmm. comes back to afterwards. Yep.
1: And as a designer, after you, this a lot of that applies to designer, people who are freelancing, working for other companies, or just kind of, if you're working on things and you're looking to pitch your stuff to a publisher or pitch your stuff Mm -hmm. to other, to, to another designer, maybe you want to collaborate with somebody and publish something together or like, you know, all the different iterations of how you might be doing design or publishing work. Um, You might be in that same kind of situation is finding different ways to network and taking the time to do it.
0: Two, you need to have your networking tools ready and available and that includes business Mm -hmm. cards and your your smartphone. I inevitably end up with like a stack of business cards and then don't remember who these people were and why (laughs) I have them. So I like taking notes on the people that you met and where you met them and why you have their card in the first place will help you if you don't have them. You're gonna be meeting so many people anyway. I forget people's names as soon as the last syllable leaves their lips sometimes. So oh, yeah. it's so helpful for me to take notes and keep those set. And luckily my husband is, I don't know. I feel like he's way better at meeting and talking to people than I am. So sometimes you will remember these people better than I do. And, and that will help jog my memory. Having, having him as my, my personal note taker, I guess. Sure. But having business cards ready for yourself. I don't know. It just makes you feel like a professional. Like, ooh, I have a business card. I mean, yeah. Here it is, uh, yeah. with all of your info. It is great,
2: info. and it, and it it is. And it, I mean, it doesn't have to be that scene in American Psycho, but it is like <laughs> that when like you meet someone and they're like, oh yeah, let's do business together. And I'm like, great. Here's my card. It's got like my information on it. Contact me after the con. Or like. And they're like, oh, I wish I had a card to give to you. And I'm like, I also wish you had a card to give to me because now I have to rely on you following up. I can't follow up because you had no thing. So like and and having a card at all. And and it doesn't have to have business cards can be acquired extremely cheaply. Like Mm -hmm. they don't have to have more than like your name and contact information on it. And if you put them if you make them blank on one side, then you can take the notes on the other side of the card with, you know, you whip out your pen and you're like, Oh, Hey, we were just talking about this. Let me write down that. Like, I'm the guy that's going to talk to you about this and write it on the back of my card. And then I'm going to hand it to you. So like you have everything that you need because you have my contact information. And on the back of the card, I wrote down what we were talking about. Yeah. And it's a worthwhile investment for because we do live in the age of smartphones and like you could do the bump thing and like you know the addresses will pop up or you could
0: uh, that's like so much more personal though that's like giving someone your number is just like now they have it whereas a business card if i actually it's gonna sound really rude if i actually don't want to do business with you i'll still take your business card to be polite because that is a socially acceptable thing to do
2: it is (laughs) because it's so easy to throw it away like you can you can, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, sure. I'll take it. Will I ever look at it again? Who knows?
1: But that's why people come with, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of business cards, because you know that some people are going to lose them or decide that, okay, well, I just not interested in working with you on this thing. Like it's, it's disposable. People understand, like, I I don't expect every business card I hand out to turn into a sale or turn into a book, you know, a publishing deal or, or turn into a freelancer hired or nobody expects that. I want to throw this out there too. Um, if you're, if your meetings and things that you're going to be doing, if the stuff that you're going to be doing for you know networking, for talking to, other, talking to uh, freelancers or pitching yourself as a freelancer or designing or publishing or whatever is going to happen in the loud areas of the convention mm-hmm. is be prepared to speak up and to enunciate and to take care of your voice in the process of doing that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's easy as like, if you're, if you're at a convention as a player and you're mostly absorbing things and you're sitting at a table where you're only speaking one eighth of the time um, that you're there, that's one thing. But if you're suddenly in a position where you're going to be talking to a lot of people and you're going to spend your whole evening, just kind of bouncing between people and talking and you know, talk and chop. you might be in a bar. You might be in a, in, in a, uh, the dealer hall. You might be in uh, the hotel big lobby, the big uh, hotel lobby in the big corridor that has all the activity in it. At Some of the bigger conventions at the convention the beer center garden, any of the places that are, that are, it's loud and it's filled with reflective materials that are going to just bounce sound all over the place. Cause it's all hard yeah. tile floors and glass walls and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And um, so be, you know, take care of your voice, drink tea and you, lemon and throat drops and whatever it is that, you know, that kind of helps, you know, your voice. And, and again, we get back to taking breaks is like rest your voice occasionally too. If you, right. if there's no reason right now for you to be doing something, maybe you take a break and just don't talk for a little while, you know, and just yeah. like let your voice yeah. recover. Because if you, if you're doing a long con, you could, <laughs> the long con sounds <laughs> like I'm a, <laughs> sounds like I'm a, a con artist, Ooh, but if you're, good if you're, at, name. Yeah. If you're at the, at a long convention, you could get to that last day and suddenly you're like (sighs) trying to talk to people and it's much harder to, to do anything. And that's a good GM advice too.
0: I have two life hacks for that. First life hack is, this is the silly one. And the second one's serious. First life hack is spend four years getting an education degree and then become a teacher. And you will <laughs> never lose your voice again. Second life hack is, okay, I don't know. I feel like it's ethical. Hotels are making plenty of money in the lobby of hotels, in the smaller ones. They will usually have for their guests, hot water and tea packets and hot cocoa packets. No one is stopping you. <laughs> no one's stopping you. That's all. That's all I'm going to say about that. I've Just done load that up before. on that.
1: Yep. I've grabbed tea
0: from there before. I wasn't a guest with a hotel, but I was hanging out. It's fine. No, they will oh, yeah. not know, and you will not, you will not cost them any damage taking a ten cent tea packet.
2: Yeah, uh, a lot of the convention centers also have the water bottle dispenser yeah. thing. So, like, if you don't, it's so easy. Just bring bring your own water bottle, or if you buy bottled water, refill it. It, it the water is incredibly available and. Drink the water. I,
0: I will say though, don't refill your water bottle directly from those spigots with your water bottle. Don't touch, don't do that. Don't well, well, yeah. don't, mean, don't
1: it. touch it. Don't like you don't
2: put your Don't put, the, don't put, down the, either, don't put the spigot
1: like, down into the throat of the water bottle.
0: Yeah. Most
2: of the ones that I've seen, they're like the really cool ones where you just they've got a sensor in there and you set those. your bottle in and it like shoots out from the top and There's nothing to touch unless you're really banging it up in there, you know.
0: I've seen people do it. That's why I wanted to mention it. It's been a while for some people who to fill up water bottles that way. It might have been like since high school for them to do something like that. So (laughs) I've 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 seen some weird water fountain etiquette (laughs) in my life.
1: (laughs) I'm just imagining I'm just imagining Chris Pratt and Parks and Rec when he put everybody in Pawnee puts their mouth mouth right on the spigot. Yeah. They just, and they just like <laughs> for everybody. I just pantomimed what happens on the show. So that's what I think just just lost
2: lost some respect for me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Indiana, you don't live in Indiana. I was like, you moved to Indiana? No, you didn't. You didn't move to Indiana.
1: No. Um, Oh, uh, uh um when it comes to the networking so, thing, I'm oh, sorry.
2: Go ahead. No, I. I mean, I was, I'm gonna, I was gonna say one of the other things that's on my list, but like, uh, let's talk a little bit more it. about pitches. But like, if you want to talk about networking more,
1: well, just a quick thought: um, at at larger conventions where you have a lot of opportunities to meet a lot of different other freelancers and designers and publishers and artists and editors and everybody, there some places there's kind of like these are the places where a lot of people, of those people, hang out and network and talk and and talk shop and stuff. Is like. Ask around a little bit before you go, and find out where those places are, so that you're not like, I know there's a place here in Origin somewhere where everybody hangs around after hour after the the dealer hall opens, but I don't know where it is. Well, it's like, was it? It's called the bar on two, or the bar on three. It's it's
2: it's it's. Uh, it is two. uh It's two. It was. Two. It, was yeah, um, it was quite full all
1: the yeah. time. Well, and yeah, I mean you have to deal with that, but. If that's where everybody goes, it can it can it, the place can get full. But like, kind of like learn where those places are, and, and you know where you might be able to go and, and meet some people and pitch some stuff and hear other people's pitches and just geek out and talk about things from the designer slash
2: publisher area. and so it, talking about pitching and and this is related to I, I believe you've already done I would imagine you've already done an episode about how to pitch your game as Not a really. as a game designer. I don't think so. Uh, or I feel like cuz I feel like we talked about it uh, on a previous episode I, I was th- like, I think we probably
1: hit on it here and there but I don't I'll take a look at the topic list that I keep and maybe this maybe the, maybe
2: we need a full topic. Uh, but I mean cuz there's there's a lots of there's a whole there is a whole other episode about how to prepare for a pitch and how to conduct right. yourself when you're pitching something to a to a potential publishing partner for your design and the thing that i would i would say about it is that at least most at least some of the companies especially if you're talking about the medium-sized companies like probably if simon has a booth at gen con they're probably not there to take pitches you know like that's that's a retail portal for them but for the smaller companies like i mean basically like goodman games and small everyone smaller if the the designer slash publishing company is there like they don't have a big shop, and they're 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 there to sell games and take pitches and find their own work and stuff like that. So, if you have designed a pitch, like go to these booths and be like, hey, uh, whatever company you think would be a good thing, whether it's you know you want to partner with Pandasaurus or you want to partner with Blue Orange or you want to partner with. Modifius, or you going to partner with Free League, like, or you want to do wedding games? Come to the wedding games booth at uh, I think we're at twelve forty four. I think that's where we are at Gen Con. <laughs> Uh You know, these companies, the people who are making the decisions are often the same people who are there selling the games because they're not—they're just not that big. And so I say, okay, like, hey, I'm a designer. I want to pitch a game, and you're like, great. I've got time at four o'clock tomorrow. Come back, and we'll do it then. You know, and you. You can set some stuff up ahead of time, but you can also set some stuff up on the spur of the moment because there is free time, especially if you have, like we were saying before, like it's good to plan, but it's also good to leave room to be flexible. And most people will have that space to to take your pitches. So go ask. You know, you can arrange stuff even at the con. It can't uh, hurt to to ask someone to take your pitches.
1: They're they're going to expect it. You're not going to suddenly yeah, come exactly. up and, that's what and say, "Hey, do you have five minutes sometime to, for me to pitch a game to you?" They're not going to look at you and be like, "No one's ever done this before. Mm-hmm. No one's ever asked this question." Like that's that's not going to happen. And right. a real I mean, a real quick side note: Episode 34, pitching your game with guest Matthew Orr. Oh, there you go. There you go. We did, we did talk about it.
0: <laughs> we did talk. Yeah.
1: About it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I think if you're particularly nervous about it you can always email ahead of time be like hey i'm going to be at this convention i would love to sure. set aside five minutes to chat or 10 minutes to chat i'd love to buy you a drink like whatever it is
2: whatever it is yeah,
0: yeah. if you are there to be uh to be networking mm-hmm. and professional if you i i would really really advise especially for my our non-cis male list our 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 non cis male listeners, yeah, listeners who make, aren't
1: cis het white dudes,
0: don't go out and start making business deals at the bars. I I like to drink socially. That that's the thing that a lot of people like to do. But I'm I'm not gonna start making deals while I'm um, drunk, and I'm not. I'm going to be very. Um, red flags are thrown up if someone is inviting me to. Go to a bar by myself to pitch a game. Yeah. That is a red flag yeah. for me.
2: Yeah. There's, like I was just saying, there's no reason why they can't do it in the dealer hall. Like yeah. they can take your, they can take the corner of their table and you can explain to them in the dealer hall with the thousands of other people around. You don't need to meet a designer at a bar after hours to.
0: You can, that, but that is, yeah. But, well, yeah,
2: you can. But what I'm saying is, is, it it yeah. What just said? It's like it, it, if they're like, oh no, I can't do it here. But if you meet me at like eleven at this place, like that is yeah. Don't do
0: that. I like, mean, I've I've had it happen to me where I was like talking about a job opportunity, and they've tried to turn it into a date, and it was not cool. So <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But but if but if they I've do tell that you that
1: if they tell you like we're you know we're all going to be in the such and such lobby yeah. at such and such a time and there's going to be a bunch of us all talking about stuff I can probably we probably I can find I'm sure I can find time to uh, to yeah. chat with you for five minutes that's a that's a different beast I mean like you know use use your radar use <laughs> yeah. your like if it's a red flag it's you know like it's looking like they're trying that's to pair perfect. up with you that's a red flag nope. but if it's like oh we're all that's hanging right. out over here and it's in this very public place that much more likely to be a a, a safe situation yeah
0: I like I said I I I like to drink socially. I like to go out to bars. I like to have fun and party a little bit while I'm at a convention. Um, So don't, don't get me wrong about that. Uh, But it just, just use, use good business and personal judgment when it comes to those kinds of deals. There is a professional setting, even at a convention.
1: And to speak to what Jess made the comment about, don't go, you know, don't go making deals with anybody who's drunk. I would argue don't make any sort of even verbal deal where you say, yes, I'm absolutely going to do this at at a convention in general. And certainly not if there's alcohol involved, like Mm -hmm. even like that is a place for you to get the ball rolling and you will follow up in a professional environment where you have a proper meeting in some professional kind of sense, or you have email conversations or a zoom call or a phone call or whatever, where you can hammer out stuff and actual paperwork can have, you know, come into play. And, and yeah, like the, 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 the networking that happens at a convention is generally not making the deal. It's getting the ball moving um, and yeah. letting people and know what
2: you're adrenaline, available for. Adrenaline and alcohol and the sort of like energy of the convention. and The like vacation this, this, energy. The, the, the vacation spirit. Like there's a lot of. Like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, of course we could work, we could work together. Like, why not? Like, yeah, we'll travel across the country next summer. No problem. We'll all climb a mountain together. Like, no. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: Let's be friends forever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that's fine. And that's exciting. And you get to meet people and like those social barriers of being at the, are a little bit reduced because you're in the fun of the convention, you're in a, a party atmosphere. You might also be having some alcohol together like, and there's a lot of, but 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 that's not the business deal. The business deal is what happens like two weeks later when you actually trade emails and then you get on a call and you're like, okay, so we talked about this. What's the real terms of the contract? Let's see that. Let's talk about like, you know, what I need up front or whatever. You know, like it, it's, it's, a con is a great way to, like Craig said, get the ball rolling, but it is not where you do 100% of the business. Like you 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 meet people, you get excited about things, you follow up and get the details, and then you actually do work later.
1: And this makes me think of, because people keep bringing up the alcohol thing. There is, there's, it, it is it is not unfair to say there is a lot of networking that takes place at bars. And there's a lot of networking that takes place by people who are imbibing and some who are imbibing a lot. And there is certainly some, um, concern on the parts of some people who don't drink or who don't drink to that sort of excess about whether they want to be in that environment sure. and or and or what they want to do if they are in that environment and you know you are well within your rights if you do not drink you don't get suckered in to anybody oh, saying yeah. like come on have a beer with me like you if you don't want to have a drink you don't want to have a drink um, and if. And quite honestly, if somebody gives you a hard time about it, is that really somebody you want to do business with? Right. If they're going to give you a hard time about not drinking just because quote unquote, everybody else is, um, hello, I'm sorry. We're not all 16 and 17 in high school where we all just caved to peer pressure immediately. Not that everybody did, but it certainly was more prevalent. Um, you're, you're dealing with business kind of situation. Um, looking to kind of, you know, get some, get, get a pet project, a, a passion project made to, to earn money, to earn your living potentially. Yeah, you don't, just be aware, you don't have to go down that road. Anybody, right. any, any person that you're talking to who is worth their salt and who is worth getting involved in is gonna say, well, hey, do you wanna have a drink and we'll chat? And you'd be like, I'm not drinking. And that's all the explanation they need. And they'll be like, okay, so right. what, what's your game idea? And that's it, right. that's all the further that goes.
2: Right. Or, you know, I've been to those kind of meetings and I get a beer and they get a Coke and that, that's it. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. And, yep. you know, it, there shouldn't be, and there shouldn't be. Yeah. I have one more big thing on my list that I want to talk about. And it it's sort of related to what we just talked about. And, and so it is, it is for people who are in that space of being like, as many role-playing game people are, they are a game designer as well as a small scale publisher. Go visit Artist Alley. Yeah. That's like my biggest that's my biggest takeaway from the con that I went to recently, like go visit Artist Alley because the artists are there, they've decided to pay money to be at a nerd convention. And a lot of them will be doing fan art, but a lot of them will bring like everything that they've got. And if you don't like what they see, or if you if you say like, well, do you have anything like this? A lot of them have like extra stuff that they didn't have space to put out. And they'll show you, they they are excited about their art and they will show you everything that they have. And if they're, and this is like a personal, to personally share, like I took some time, Brandon and my business partner and I, we took a, a couple hours at Origins and we were fortunate enough to be in a position where we had like other people running our booth and we just went together to Artist Alley. And we have a list of upcoming projects and we're like, we're shopping, we're shopping for a match for this project. Oh, this person. Let's go talk to them about that project. We're com- we're shopping for this upcoming project. Oh, look, there's this person here. But the 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 most exciting thing that happened was that we saw someone's art and we don't have a project for them, but we do now because we saw the art and we're like this person, yeah. this person we need to like make a game that uses this art. And so like it 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 works both ways where mm. if you're in the point that you're shopping for art, because you have a manuscript that needs art, great, Artist Alley. If you want to go to Artist Alley, you may find some art that you want to write a game for, and it can happen both ways. And so again, like we traded a bunch of cards, we've had conversations since, and things are happening, but it's, it's, it's it, it, like, like Craig said earlier, like everyone is there to, to do that business. Like, you know, people are there selling books, People are there pitching games, artists are there selling their art, artists are there to like get future contracts. Like they want to hear from you. They want to hear from you. You want to hear from them. Like good thing you were all in this room together, you know, like (laughs) take that opportunity to, to get a, to get that benefit from, from being there, you
1: know, to use Jess's phrase life hack for that. And I say this to people when they're going to, when they come to my booth as well. if they're like, I'm going to come back a little bit later, I said, okay, well, take a photo of the booth number and take a photo of the thing that you're interested in. When you go to the artist, take a photo, ask for a card, take a photo of the card in front of them, ask them if you can take photos of a couple of their, their pieces of art and do that. And if they don't have a card, take a photo of their banner. So that you have their name or the name of the studio and, and say, you know, I'm, you know, and tell them and tell them why tell them, you know, I'm a game designer. I might be interested in, in working with you on a project. And I just like to have a, a couple of examples of your art. I, don't, I can't buy anything right now. If you can, by all means do so. Um, but I'd like to just, you know, take a, get your card, get your info, you know, find out where your portfolio is and take a photo of a couple of pieces and, and, and then talk with them for a few minutes and, you know, see if they're, you know, if they, if they take commissions. some artists don't. It's, it can be worth asking that question too. Some people, they just, they they do it for their own love or they have, you know, like they're booked solid for three years and maybe you're like, that's not going to suit your purposes. Um, But, you know, ask them and, uh, you know, have a conversation and see if they'd be interested in working for a smaller publisher. And if you have a project in mind, pitch that project, see if they get excited, you can get, you can get in, and, and you can do all of that in the matter of just a few minutes and they can get right back Mm -hmm. to talking to the other attendees and selling art.
2: Yeah it's it, exactly that what craig just said is exactly i i don't have anything to add or subtract that was great uh <laughs> yeah. the the only i guess i could add that like again because my company had a booth at at origins we were able to say like this is a style that we're trying to do more games like this particular game and it's over there at this booth number and like when you get a chance to walk the hall come see us at our booth and we'll show you what we mean when we say like we'd like to use your art in a book and then a lot of them did and so you could say like see this nine by six book and it's got like all the artists by one artist and like it, it this is where we want to make another one of these but with your art about whatever it is and mm-hmm. you know they get it because they see that you're not just a couple people who showed up from nowhere and had a, some business cards like you're also got a, a booth with other products that are that, you know, you're legit in that respect. Um, You know, and if you don't have, even if your product is at like a a consolidators booth or something like that, you know, you can still advantage that where like, I have this product out already, you know, or even if you're just carrying like your first publication around in your backpack, you know, like, look, this is my first book and I want to do another one with this art, you know, know, if you don't, if
1: if you don't have anything with it and you've got stuff like sitting in a, you know, Drive Through RPG or itch.io have those up on your browser on your phone, and just be like, "Hey, this is the game oh, that yeah. I did that uses art that's you know, we did a, a game that looks like this with this kind of art. We'd like to do a game that does this other thing, but with art that looks more like yours." And you can sh- like, they don't even have to come find you. Sure. And that that's particularly sure. helpful if you if you don't have a booth or don't have any actual product
2: there with you. But it, it makes that again because everyone's in the convention hall and everyone's milling around and people are going to see each other. You know, we came to your booth. I Bought your sticker, you came to my booth. Here, let me give you one of my stickers. You know, like you get the 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 both ends of the dumb analogy, but you get both ends of the barbell, right? That way. <laughs> so it's like it's it's balanced and like you met them, they met you. You've seen that each side is looking to do business, you know, because it, it just reinforces those bonds, which are like we've been talking about, like the con is an exciting time to make these bonds that make these connections, and then you build on them later with. The more boring stuff about, like, you know, your yeah. rights to this contract <laughs> will not be yeah. constituted to, like, you can use, the, you know, whatever, like, they, the legalese that comes later is later, you know, that you, nobody's reading legalese at
0: conventions. You yes. should, well, no. I mean, <laughs> no. I, I hope not. Um, I, <laughs> it's not I the think
2: best time for that.
0: Like, <laughs> just like attending a convention as just a regular convention goer you're gonna get better at it the more you attend and your first one is not going to like set yourself some good expectations but don't be super disappointed in yourself if you don't meet all of those expectations there's a lot of fomo that can happen as a as a game developer too like you might not be able to talk to this person because they're out doing other meetings you you might not be able to um you know make those connections that you want to make but Every connection you make, every business card you take, every breath you take. Okay. okay. I didn't mean to do that, but I started doing <laughs> it. I'm sorry um, every every you know little connection <laughs> that you form will build and the next time you've already made that connection yeah. with that person, you can strengthen that connection, you can make new ones and it and it just gets easier and easier from there.
1: And I think you can ask any of us, you can ask a lot of people who have, who have published and designed a lot of stuff or published a lot of stuff. We've all got stories of, you know, found this artist at this point. And it was two years later that we brought them on board to use something. We met this freelancer at one point and it was a year and a half or three years or whoever knows whatever years (laughs) later, before we found the right project for them to get involved Mm -hmm. in when they were free finally, because they're super busy or, you know, like, like, Gestation it, time. It's it's, all all it's it's not all gonna turn into something. It's not all gonna turn into something next month. Time, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Development hell. It's yeah. the it's the RPG version of of TV and movies development hell where it just plods and plods, sure. and, plods and plods and plods. And now we hear, well, now we say hurry up and do it. Yeah. But it takes a long time to get well, to that starting line sometimes.
2: And and I don't know how much longer we have on the time, but like I think it's it to build on what just said about like having you know, you'll get better at it. Like, set some reasonable. Be, be x. Ex, your expectations should be set at a at a good point. Like, you know, if you're like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna sell these three game designs. Like, maybe that's maybe you're not. Maybe you're not gonna sell three game designs on the dealer floor at a convention. But if you're like, I'm gonna go pitch my game to at least three companies. That's a much more reasonable goal than like I'm going to close the deal on these three games because like we've been saying it it's it's a great place to make connections but not not necessarily where all the follow through happens and and you will get better and I I know people that I mean this is in the before times and things are still not back to the before times and and maybe never will be but like you know, this person I know used to come to Gen Con and basically would secure all their freelancer contracts for the whole year by like going around to like the eight or nine people that that person had worked with in the past and be like, what jobs do you have for me in the next 12 months and like would just block out all of their time. And it was like, yeah, we want to work with you again. And like that was, that was what they did. They just, they came, it was worth it for them to come to Gen Con to fill up their writing schedule for 12 months at a time. And But that's because that person has been in the industry for a while and that's what they wanted to do. And and they had those people that they worked with. And, you know, one person may say no, but I've got a whole list of people that I've worked with and that's a goal to get to. But obviously you can't start with that level of connections, but you've got to go a few times to build them. So, Mm -hmm. so go. And nobody's a jerk. And well, very few, very few people in the industry are jerks. Like there's a lot of
0: There are more nice people than there are jerks, but the jerks take out a lot of the oxygen in the room, unfortunately.
2: Sure, sure. I think that's probably more fair to say that, but my, my recent experience has been that like, everybody's excited to talk to you and you're excited to talk to everyone else and you love, everyone loves each other's stuff. And like, nobody comes in with like, hey, I made this game and people are like, well, this is crap. You know, they're like, what? You did this by yourself? It looks great. You got a publisher? Like, let's talk. So, yeah, sure. There are, there are jerks in the industry to be sure, but there are a lot of people who are just excited for more success, especially in the indie space where more success is more success. You know, like we're all in competition with each other but we're not in competition with each other. We're, we're all wanting each other to succeed.
1: I'll say this: a lot of jerks tell on themselves pretty quickly
2: yeah. when you when you are face to
1: face with them. It's a it's a cultivated online image is one thing. When you press somebody into talking to you right in the moment, if they're a jerk, they'll kind of come across as a jerk, and you'll pick up on it
0: a yeah, lot I mean, of the time. If if you can pick up on those sorts of things, for sure. Right, sure, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and talking to us about conventions. This has been a lot of fun.
2: I have had a lot of fun. It's been great. I look uh, thank forward for to seeing me back you again.
0: at a convention soon, in a month. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Uh, like a month and two days or something. Yeah. I don't know, from recording time. It but
0: is like, a month and two days from recording time, you're right. <laughs> uh, uh, Are we ready? But see, I, yeah, I'm,
2: I'm super
1: ready because I'm super, super organized and anal retentive about all this stuff. I was like, like you guys were saying, I, I was planning in January, you know, yeah. I had a, I had a team assembled in February.
2: Right. I've already, I'm like, I don't have anything left to plan for Gen Con. Like Gen Con's planned already. I'm planning like conventions in October and, and December now. Like, cause I, our Gen Con's already been planned. Like, Not all I have to do is wait around to do it.
0: I don't. So. I don't plan anything. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a planner. I'm the opposite end of the century.
2: <laughs> That's all right.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it takes all me. kinds. It takes it, all kinds.
1: More power to you.
0: I like. All right. It. I like. Well, thanks for having fly me again. It's Muckians. been great. Yeah. Thank yes, you so much. Thank you. Where can we learn more about you and your stuff?
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> Wedding Games is on the internet site at Wedding Game. Um, uh, we are active on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Games uh we have a discord i think our link is maybe on our website to it i'm not sure and if i can plug one little thing our next thing uh coming out from us is called into the Cess and citadel it is uh, another partnership with uh fair studios uh charles fergus mavery and uh alex Coggin have put together another book all about uh making the, the into the weird and wild was what if the forest was a dungeon and this one is, what if the city is the dungeon that you're stuck in? And so it is um, it is on GameFound and should be launching in about a week. Uh, you can follow the project now uh, before it launches at uh, GameFound and search for into the, into the Cess and Citadel.
0: And you said that website was wetinkgames.com, right? Uh,
2: wetinkgames.com. W-E-T-I-N-K-G-A-M-E-S.com.
0: I just wanted to clarify, because I think that your audio might have glitched right when you were saying Uh, the website name. I wanted to make sure. It's also
2: one of those things where, wedding games, it's, uh, (laughs) what did I say? Wedding Wedding games? (laughs) uh,
0: You can find me on Twitter at at Jaska or on wannabegames.com, which is where you can find links to my games. You can also find those games that drive through RPG or itch or I will throw a packet of printed games at you if you want them at Gen Con, you can come find me. I'll be at the IGDN booth a lot. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> I think we'll all be at the IGDN booth. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have Ultimately. to network. <laughs> Live podcast recording.
1: Yeah. I'm at Nerdburger Craig on Twitter. Um, my website is nerdburgergames.com. The games are all up at drive through RPG. There's a Patreon, patreon.com slash Craig where Nerdburger Craig where we're um, getting rolling up toward Capers Cyber which is kind of the, the book end to the original Capers game um, I will also be at Gen Con at the uh, Indie Game Developer Network booth I will be there all the time except for when I take a little break because Nerd uh, is- uh, Nerdburger Games has like its own little dedicated table where I'm going to be showing off Capers um, the whole game line for the first time which I was planning to do in 2020 and didn't get a chance to do so you get it in 2022. <laughs> Yay!
2: Better late than never. Twenty, uh, and that that is booth number 132 at the at the GenCon exhibit hall. So come to the first row, and we're like in the middle of the row.
0: Yeah. Um, and if you tell me that you've listened to our podcast before, I will give you something for free from from my stuff, not from the IG booth. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk over and grab a random book. Uh, Thank you uh, to our opening and closing theme song, which is Avel by Steph Sacks. Thank you, Steph Sax. That was licensed under Creative Commons. And thank all of you for listening. And we'll see you back here next time. Bye. I will
1: give you $100 if you just grab a book off a shelf and just hand it to somebody and they walk away. That'll be enough to to get you to do it. Okay, maybe not 100, maybe 50.
0: He said it. Bye. (laughs)